What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me on another exciting episode of Data. My name is Brian, and I look forward to sharing with you another amazing guest today. But first, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, please make sure you get out there and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Now sit back and enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everybody. I'm super excited to my guest today. He's a father of three sons. He's a classically trained chef from Lake Cordon Bleu Institute. He's a songwriter and an author. He's leading the mindset charge for his family, especially his oldest son, who is currently battling leukemia as we speak. He uses music as a tool for teaching the growth mindset. You can hear more about that in his song, Manifest, which is currently available on Spotify and Apple Music streaming platforms. Please welcome Corey J to Dad Up. Welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me as, as a dad, representing dads. I'm super excited to connect with other dads to try to figure out how we can better do it, right? How we can just be the best. Absolutely. That's the point of the show just to kind of inspire dads to be the best dad they can be. And uh, we know out there there's a lot of families that are struggling, not only uh, for dads, but for kids too, that kind of are lost and, and don't necessarily have a good uh, role model or somebody to look up to. And this, this show has just kind of helped to inspire dads to, uh, to be that role model for their kids. So um, I'm certainly glad that you're on the show, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to diving into a little bit more about you and your family. Absolutely. I'm excited and looking forward to it as well. Now, um, I, I should say for the show, uh, it's funny, uh, you and I kind of connect kind of a cool way, I guess. Um, but you had kind of recognized me out, out in town. I guess uh, I didn't even realize this, but we live in the same area. And uh, uh-huh. I was, this was a few weeks back now. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, yeah was, uh, you, it was a few weeks back. And yeah. it was interesting for me because my son and I had just left the hospital. And it was our first stop literally from leaving the hospital after being there for five days. We were both exhausted and trying to figure out what's good to eat and as quick as possible. And the restaurant that we ended up at is where I saw what I thought might be someone that I previously connected with, you. Yeah, um, it's funny because you had reached out to me and I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm at. How'd you know? You're like, oh, I recognize the license plate. So I wanted to make sure that was you. So that's cool. I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that happened. I wish you would have stopped me though. We'd have got a picture or something, you know. Right, absolutely. But you know, the the best social proof that I can manage at the time, especially with my son being immunosuppressed and compromised, was to at least send a message to acknowledge it because I truly do appreciate the podcast and enjoy it because us dads aren't always rooted for in that way. Um, so I wanted to at least honor you, and I mean, it, it's great that you also have good taste in food. Roll them up. Taquitos right. was amazing that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd stopped in there. The family was craving their chips for some reason and, and asked me to stop and get some chips from there. So that's what I was doing. And I, the drive through line was insane. And I was like, ah, I'll just go in. And uh, so, yeah, that's cool. No, that's, now, being from Texas, I love queso and Tex-Mex style foods. And of course, mm-hmm. as a chef, that just furthered my interest. So when I found Rolling Up, it became one of my instant phase that I tell everyone about. So just the way that those things align, I found that that happens a lot in my life, interestingly enough, but to the benefit, right? To the benefit. Right. right. Well, cool. So let's, let's do this. Um, Corey, you know, I don't know um, much about you. My listeners don't know a whole lot about you, but um, let's kind of dive in a little bit more about you. And then also I want to talk about your son a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. My name is Corey James, and as an artist, as a creative, I'm known as Corey J, with a period right behind that. 
Uh, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and I actually relocated to SoCal, the Chino Hills area, for the second time in 2019. So not that long ago, and of course, not that long before the pandemic. Before we get there, I'm also, of course, a father, a husband, a chef. Um, I coach uh, from a life coaching standpoint and help the people help people in whatever ways that I can. And yeah, I'm a giver. So a lot of my life is spent writing and telling stories, which is a lot of what fatherhood is about too, right? Absolutely. Well, um, welcome back to uh, to Cali. <laughs> Thank you. Second time around. Uh, <laughs> so tell me about your son. I know. Um, you know, I'm, I've been praying for him ever since you told me about him, and um, I, and I, I certainly hope you guys are doing okay. How's he doing? He's doing well. So he is my first one, an oldest son, eight years old. His name is Zion, Z-I-O-N, and he is an incre- incredibly resilient child, and he's very nonchalant about everything. So the way that he carries, you know, it's called acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is a type of blood cancer. The way that he carries it. It's something that a dad can be proud of and that makes you want to, you know, make, makes your eyes want to sweat a little bit whenever you recognize it. But he's doing very well. Uh, he was just diagnosed in June, mid-pandemic. It, we originally thought that it was COVID and then thought, found out that it was something um, a little more, or <laughs> I would say equally as life-changing. But Zion is doing incredibly well. He plays. He has fun. We implement fun. Uh, into our London schedule every single day, whether we're at the hospital, at home, or anywhere in between. So I'll say thankfully he's doing well. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, I, I'm glad that he's doing okay and, and that he's still living a kid life um, as best as he can. So this was, you guys just discovered this during during the pandemic, um, June. Now, you thought he was just sick. How, how did you guys discover it or how did the doctors discover it? On Mother's Day of 2020, which already was unique, of course, uh, he started to have a fever and to complain about some leg pains, like some bone aches. And his his upper belly, his upper abdomen was a little bit distended, just a little bit. So, you know, stomach pain. Now, with everything going on in 2020, our idiot thought was, okay, fever could be COVID. Let's run to the ER. <laughs> and so got him together on Mother's Day, took him in. They said, it's not COVID. You shouldn't be here because of COVID. So let's send you, some, send you home with some antibiotics and see how it goes. Um, about a month later, after he, the fever had gone, and then it come back and other symptoms had come back, I decided to take him to another doctor. And then the doctor gave me a recommendation to um, a great hospital with a cancer ward that's fantastic. And... At that day, within 24 hours, he had started his chemo treatment, and we knew that it was ALL. Um, we knew that our lives had changed, and frankly, even as a father, I can say this in full, full vulnerability, I was an emotional wreck for the next three days just because it was so it was so unknown, even within mm-hmm. the unknown that we were already living in during a pandemic. It was mm-hmm. so foreign. But at the end of that three days, I took a deep breath. And I went into my dad mode and I began studying, researching, studying myself and what I needed to become in order to better serve him, better serve my family and studying this most common type of childhood cancer in the world. How do you explain that to an eight-year-old? That was one of my sessions as well. And I'll tell you, part of my background is I was a severe asthmatic as a child. So 
medication didn't always control my asthma, and I spent weeks and months in hospitals as well. That was my entire childhood. Whenever I became an adult, uh, well, before my adulthood, around 15 years old, my mom started getting really sick, single mom of three. And so I then cared for her through congestive heart failure, reactive air disease, um, uh, she had thyroid cancer, and other health issues. So I went from being cared for to being the child now cared for. Mm-hmm. So I can't say that I haven't been down this road before. I've had the experiences that have compounded um, my knowledge and the way that I carry certain adversity. But when I explained it to him, I explained, hey, you know about dad being sick when I was little. You know about Gigi being sick when, we were, when, she was, when, when I was little and she was an adult. Well, now let's talk about you being sick in a different way. And it's not that you are, but it's that your blood is. And there are good both and bad cells in your blood. And the bad cells are copying themselves so often that they're choking out the good ones. Right. What we need to do is through a treatment process called chemo, we need to wipe out all of the cells and then encourage the growth of only good cells. And that will take about two years based on the research that we found. And so our lives have changed for two years. And then we talked about losing hair. We talked about nausea. Um, I am and always strive to be his biggest advocate. So we're, we're closer to having conversations that no kids should have to have or want to have with parents. Right. But I have to make sure that I'm operating at my highest as a dad in order to be available to him at my highest. So he inspires me in incredible ways every single day. And I, I want to tell this one story. Recently, he and I were talking about homeschool because he's homeschooled now. And so is my six-year-old um, just because of COVID and all those things. But we talked about homeschool and we came across the word or phrase, child and tribulation. So I asked Zion, hey, do you know what child and tribulation is? You know, he said, no, no idea. I said, okay, they're like difficult times, right? There are things that you go through that are hard and that, you know, that maybe make you frustrated or angry and that you, they're challenging. And that's what child and tribulations are. Maybe you can think of one. And I posed that to both my eight-year-old and my six-year-old. And Zion, he thought about it for a second and in She's on fashion. He said, I can't really think of anything. <laughs> now, because, no, he has leukemia, and we were just in the hospital days before. And so I said, okay, let me help you out. <laughs> right. Some people would say that, you know, um, if they get into a car accident, those are trials and tribulations, right? If they lose their job, trials and tribulations. If they have leukemia, trials and tribulations. And he said, yeah, well, I mean, I guess whenever it first happened, I had trouble, and it was trials and tribulations to get shots. But now I'm used to it, so no, I can't think of anything. <laughs> and he left it at that, and we moved on. Well, that's awesome. So he's taking it like a champ, then. I think that's a show to, to his character. And, and I can say as a father, I've intentionally created these, um, these totems for them in their lives from as far back as I can think, right, as far back as their, their birth. So I wanted them to have some sort of guidelines. And the song Manifest was just an example of that that was released out into the world. But in other ways, we just plant these seeds and try to nurture these ideas of self, right, of self-discipline, of how to uh, manage your emotions, even in adversity. You know, the lessons that I learned through my childhood, I try to pour that into them as often as I can. 
And sometimes the cups will overflow, but you'd be surprised how much they still retain. Now, what about, um, I, obviously you have that big challenge that you're facing with, um, with Zion. Um, what, what challenges do you currently face as a dad? Obviously with Zion, you have that, but, and how are you dealing with those challenges? Because it's important for us to not only in the eyes of a kid, um, display a sense of, of control, um, but we all have challenges that we're facing, and, and there's ways that we that we deal with it or cope with it. What challenges do you face as a dad, and, and how are you dealing with those challenges? I would say that my number one challenge right now, especially in 2020, of all times, is my mental health, right? And I believe that mental health is absolutely, it's rooted in your physical health and spiritual health as well, and all those things contribute to one another. But it's very easy to get down on yourself. You know, we moved here in California uh, in 2019 this time <laughs> to buy a business. And those plans were shifted a little bit whenever the pandemic struck. Right. And they were canceled and delayed indefinitely whenever the diagnosis struck. Mm. And I had to figure out how internally to, to channel my energy in a way that could contribute instead of take away. So I started doing these little things and I call them healthy habits. I, I started off with a hundred push-ups every single day. And out of the mess of like, yeah, some men do a hundred push-ups a day. I was not that guy until just recently. <laughs> but, but then I challenged myself to go from 100 to 120 and then to invite some accountability outwardly, right? And then to go from 120 to 150 and then to invite more outside accountability and then to the other challenges and some of these ways to push myself on a daily basis um, and to align myself. And I have a, I have a mental mantle is what I call it mm-hmm. with my accomplishments. So I have to reflect on those things on those darkest, most difficult days. When I haven't been able to sleep when Zion isn't feeling well, but I can't put my lack of sleep ahead of his care right? or ahead of being a father or a husband. Good days, and bad days, they will absolutely happen, pandemic or not. But hey, my biggest challenge is this mental health and being consistent enough in my healthy habits so that I can congratulate myself for doing well and staying stable, but also continue to pour into them all time in the times when they really need me, even if those times aren't convenient. Hmm. No, you bring up a good point. You know, it's it's funny, dads um a, you know, and I've talked to a lot of dads about this. Um, we're so focused on uh, either our career, you know, our businesses, uh, or even our family, but we don't we forget to be focused on ourselves. And you bringing up mental health, physical health, spiritual health; those are all important because at the end of the day, if you are not in the best um, mental, physical, spiritual um, condition that you can be in, how are you going to be able to be there for your family when they absolutely need you at a hundred percent? Um, so it's so important that we take care of ourselves in all aspects. We take care of ourselves first, so that way we can be there 100% for our family. Exactly. I mean, I talk to dads about this all the time. Every time I talk to a dad about how we need to prioritize self-care, but mm-hmm. do healthy habits, right? Sometimes as dads, we want our self-care to be, you know, with them <laughs> at right. the end of the day, but nothing prior to but if you can start your day with some productivity and some self-care, maybe it's prayer, it's meditation, it's push-ups, it's going for the walk, the jog, the bike ride, or getting the taquitos, 
Right. But whatever those things may be, if you can start your day and set the pace in that way, then what you begin to do is you begin to manifest. And then it goes back to the, the opportunity to create now the type of day that you want instead of just waiting for the day to happen and taking it as it comes. Absolutely agree. What if you had to try to teach your, what have you tried to teach your boys about facing their fears and challenges? That actually goes back to the song again, because whenever you find a song, and I encourage you to listen to it, not just because it's mine, but because of what's in the song, mm-hmm. you'll find that my boys are on the cover, my two oldest boys, because my third hadn't, hadn't become uh, himself yet. And they're looking in opposite directions, sitting on the curb stop. I took the picture just as we're casually walking one day. And it looked like they were gazing into the world that prepared whatever they were facing, right? Mm-hmm. And so the song that I was already working on, I just messed the two up. And the chorus is, life is what you make it, where you take it how it goes. All you have to do is grab the wheel and take control. And it's sung very beautifully by a friend of mine, because I did not have a singing voice, despite making songs. <laughs> <laughs> but... What I love is that my sons now identify with it and they say, hey, Dad, can you play our song? Well, so they cool. see themselves on the cover. They know that it's out in the world and anyone can find it. Their teachers have found their songs before and they've told their teachers about songs. And whenever they hear life as we make it, where you take it, how it goes, all you have to do is grab the wheel and take control. I think that I think that, that was kind of a precursor to Zion's response to child tribulation. Hmm. Right. Um, So that's the most important lesson that I'm teaching them right now, how to manifest, but basically through perspective. That's awesome. And sometimes a lot of a lot of dads or a lot of families out there, you know, with kids, uh, they don't know how to how to handle challenges and struggles. And what ends up happening is ultimately the, the parents, the dad or the mom, ends up trying to take that challenge over for the child and trying to handle it themselves. And what it does is it doesn't teach, well, it doesn't help them grow up. It doesn't help them mature. And it certainly doesn't teach them about real life and how to, how to handle situations when they get older. Um, so you're actually doing more harm than good. Uh, it's one of the things that I do with my boys. I have two boys, um, and both of them are older. My youngest is 19, and my oldest is going to be 22. And uh, shoot, at the end of this week, he'll be 22. But um, Happy early birthday. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, but it's one of the things that I've tried to encourage them to do throughout their lives. Um, not, not, not so much when they were very little, but uh, especially when they got into their teenage years. Um, it's, it's, you have to encourage them to work through challenges on their own because you're, that's, that's the way that you build the, the foundation or the stepping stones into their adults and teaches them how Absolutely. to overcome challenges as adults. And, and they don't want it, but they need it. Right. right. So I came up with this, this, this term, uh, I term re- reward resilience. So mm-hmm. if they encounter a challenge and they can see themselves through it and figure it out and think it through, yes, with some coaching, yes, with some nudging or some, hey, I'm your dad, so this is what you have to do anyway. Huh? But reward the resilience because they need that resilience so much more. And even if it's just in the way of, you know, if I have a bad mental health day and may want to take some time off of social media, right? I have to be resilient in order to do that because it's easily accessible and the computer that's in my pocket all day long. Right. Right. Absolutely. And those days will definitely come for them, but we have to figure out how to just like with healthy habits, reward the resilience um, and teach them that then they can celebrate it. Just like we, 
we celebrate it whenever someone graduates from college and they've been resilient enough to continue their way through, right? And now they have the diploma. So let's just implement that into our daily lives instead of waiting four years or more. <laughs> right. No, you're absolutely right. Um, well, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad you're doing that with your boys, uh, teaching them at a young age what it takes to be resilient and, and how to face challenges, and especially for Zion, um, face the challenge. And he's got a, he's got a, a very tough challenge ahead of him, and it sounds like, uh, it sounds like he's got the right, right parents in his corner um, to help him push through. So that's cool. Right. Even though it's a dad podcast, I want to absolutely acknowledge my wife. Alyssa, she is an amazing support in the ways that I attempt to lead our family, you know, that I attempt and execute in leading our family. She supports me, and we talk through those things. We have to communicate. And frankly, me seeking my highest self gives her that much more room to grow within herself as well. So that's that's the kind of symbiosis that you need. (laughs) Yep. I agree. I agree. And you know what? Even though it's a dad podcast, um, I always uh, I always encourage uh, um, dads to uh, to speak of their families, you know, because this is a dad podcast, but it's really for parents. So that's cool. What advice would you give to parents that may be facing a similar challenge with their child? I would in- invite them to lean in because it's, it's, a, it's a tough pill to swallow. Right. It's difficult. And there are going to be days where you feel like you're drowning or like you can't breathe. And on the days that you're drowning, you have to swim. On the days that you can't breathe, you have to breathe deeply and pace yourself. Um, on the days when you're exhausted, you have to squeeze in and steal moments of breath. But the, the biggest goal is to be an advocate for your child in all aspects of their lives. But for me, it's just more present and more visible because of leukemia, Yeah. right? And so lean in to be an advocate. Pay attention to their moods. Pay attention to their energies, what inspires them, what encourages them, what, what doubts and dead-end beliefs, dead-end beliefs like I can't, dead-end beliefs like you know, I'm just, I'm not good enough, dead-end beliefs like it's too hard. Mm. Explore those things, and as you lean in, and you learn them, study them like you would, uh, like you would study for a test, like you would study for a promotion, like you would study a uh, a, a poker game if you if the stakes are high. But study study yourself first and foremost to identify how you can practice self care. Then study your children to to lead them in the way that they can follow, not just in the way that you want to lead. Hmm. Well, that's great. And, and, you know, you bring up a good point, um, being present. I mean, that's, that's how you lean in. You're, you're present. And I talk about it exactly. a lot on my show and I talk about it a lot with dads. It's funny through this whole pandemic, I've had dads that have reached out to me and go, man, I know my kids are stuck in the house. I know we really can't go anywhere, but I can't get them off the Xbox or the PlayStation. I really want to get them <laughs> engaged in something else. And especially in times like now where a lot of, um, uh, there's a lot of mental health challenges because we are kind of um, contained in, in a certain area. We can't really do a whole lot. What right. I tried to tell those dads is, hey, how about instead of trying to discourage them from doing that right now, how about you be present in what they're doing and how about get on the Xbox with them? <laughs> how about get on the PlayStation with them and actually interact with them and have some fun with them and enjoy that bonding moment, even though it's not something you necessarily want to do. Um, but 
Right. It's what they want to do and it's what they kind of have resorted to because they have nothing else they can do outside or, or going anywhere. But engaging with them by playing with them. It's so yeah. important, so important to be present. And like you said, if you're not present, you miss out on a lot of things, whether it's things that they've said, uh, whether it's things that have happened to them, or even when it's mm-hmm. things that come to their health. Um, you might be missing yeah. out on something. So it's super important to be present. That's cool. Yeah. Can, can I say something about the gaming? Because you start Absolutely. Because what, my son and I have been in the hospital for, let's see, 20 days dispersed over the last, I'd say, 45. And so it's been quite a bit. But during that time, I've ended up playing Among Us, which may be familiar to you. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Minecraft, which right. may be familiar to many other parents. And I'm learning these games and introduced to these things that are not in my wheelhouse. I am not the gamer dad. I wish I was. And that I have to step outside of myself and be present and see what's bigger than me, which is the connection. And it actually led to a great opportunity just the other day. So my oldest and middle, Zion and Xander, I have all these, they were playing Minecraft and something happened in the game, whatever the case, they started fighting in real life. Right. And yes, even though he has leukemia, he will fight his brother. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> and so I come out of the room, I sit them down and I say, what happened? They tell me the story. And I had that voice moment. And I call that, those are moments where like your, your voice sinks into that lower register. And all of a sudden right. you're like uh, Morgan Freeman. Right. So I said, look, the, the game will end, but your life will continue. Whatever's happening in and on the screen that can be paused, it can be saved, you can just delete it all together and start over from scratch, but your brother is still your brother in real life. And so you have to be able to be present in real life enough to understand that the games are great to enhance life, but they can't replace life. Yeah, that's and great. Um, yeah, go ahead. Had I, had I not been playing, I would not have had that awareness to, to understand how they see it. Because right. kids, even at age six, they fully immerse. They'll play the game with a YouTube picture-in-picture picture of someone teaching them how to play the game. Mm. So we have to help them to not only break free of it at times, right? Moderation is everything, but also to be just as present as they would in a game, but in real life whenever life calls for it. Absolutely. That's well said. And, you know, when you were saying that, when you were telling your kids, I actually pictured Morgan, Morgan Freeman saying it. So <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the goal. I, 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 if I can be anything like Morgan Freeman and mention the same conversation, then I'm not going too bad at a day. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, if I was, Corey, if I were to ask you boys, tell me something about your dad. What would you hope that they would say about you? Or what do you think they would say about you? That I am persistent in teaching them to learn. Not just teaching them because teaching is great, homeschooling, all those things are awesome. But in my eyes, if I can teach my sons how to learn, then they can develop that thirst and go find a drink instead of taking a horse to water and hoping to go. That's great. So I tell them all the time, hey, challenge yourself. Seek the information. Think this through. Okay, what way do you best learn? If you're learning how to play Minecraft at this excellent level and you're getting so good at it, let's bridge from that to the other things that you need to learn to be successful in life. That's awesome. Um, I love that. And it's, it, it brings up something. I had somebody tell me once, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, parents asking their kids, you know, how was your day? 
Um, I had a dad mm-hmm. tell me that he asks his kids, what did you learn today? Because how is your day is one thing. You know, they can say, oh, it's good. Oh, it's fine. Oh, you know, it wasn't so good. Uh, and then we can lead into other questions. But ask a kid, what did you learn today? And hopefully it gets their mind activating a little bit or working a little bit to, uh, to really think of things that, that really help to change them and mold them into uh, the person that they are. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. And, you know, we, we all thrive off of challenge, even when we don't like it. But mm-hmm. in order to get a, you know, to get good at something, you have to first be bad at it. That's a right. requirement. I wasn't always the best chef. You know, I had to burn some things first and foremost. But now I burn a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's, that's cool. That's awesome. Well, Corey, if, if my listeners wanted to uh, look you up, and, you know, I actually, for, for parents that are listening, if, if I got to say, if you're, if you're in a challenge right now with, your, with a child and maybe facing a, a cancerous situation where they're, they're dealing with leukemia or something else that they're um, facing in their life, maybe reach out to Corey and ask him, um, hey, I need, I need somebody to talk to you about this or that, because um, Corey can certainly provide some, some insight on what he and his wife are going through. But if listeners did wanted to reach out to you, uh, where can they find you? How can they look you up? Uh, and then what do you guys got going on for the rest of this year, I guess, uh, that you're looking forward to? Um, okay, so let me start off by saying that I am eternally grateful to you just for having me and for having the opportunity to talk to other dads or parents in general that are listening to this podcast. I, I hope that it. there's value found. I'm grateful, you know, especially from the happenstance of how this occurred. But I hope that there's value found in everything that we talked about. And for those that are in dark places, there's always hope. You've got to keep on going. But within that, I can be found primarily on Instagram. My Instagram is Corey James Presents. That's C-O-R-E-Y, James, like King James in the Bible. And then Presents, just as it sounds. And there I share a lot of encouraging, inspirational, motivational content. I tell stories about myself, about my sons. I share new music and uh, and new experiences and lessons that I hope would bring more value. So that's where you can find me primarily. And the rest of the year, I'm really excited about because as a chef, this is like my go-to season, right? Like Thanksgiving is a few days away. And then Christmas is coming up shortly thereafter. My birthday falls right in between the two. December 11th, if anyone wants to say happy birthday when they hear this. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to being able to give in greater ways because as a dad, and I'm sure other dads can relate to this, it's much better to give than to receive. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just excited about being able to pour into my family, pour into mine, and for them to see that I don't care if it's a pandemic, I don't care if it's COVID, I don't care if it's leukemia, asthma, or any other difficulty in life, if we're together, then we're present, we're going to have fun and be in joy while enjoying one another. Uh, so good. So good. I appreciate the conversation, uh, Corey. I appreciate uh, the friendship we've kind of developed, and I'm hoping to uh, one day we can uh, meet up in person, maybe grab a bite to eat together. But I will uh, Roll them for up. sure. Together. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but I will for sure be praying for your family and your son, especially. Um, and I know everything will work out and uh, it's all in God's plan and there's a reason behind it. And so I will certainly be praying for you guys and um, I wish you guys all the best. Hey, one day at a time, we'll get there and we'll celebrate together. We'll celebrate whenever 2020 is over, when the king has passed, 
and uh, everything we've learned since. So I appreciate you again. I hope you have a great day and that whoever's listening to this is also having a great day. And if you weren't, now you can. Absolutely. Well, there you have it. Another exciting episode complete. My guest today certainly represents the data community very well. Continue to stay tuned because my shows with amazing guests comes out every week. You don't want to miss out. Please help the show by subscribing and leaving a rating. I would love your feedback. If you know anyone this show could help, please share it with them. I don't want anyone missing out on what it takes to be a great parent. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Data Podcast. I read all your comments and respond to them all. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. This is Data. Up.